Welcome to Beer 30 Live, everybody. My name is Pete Wright, and I'm sitting here with Mary Bradbury Jones. Mary, we're alone. We are. We're drinking. You... We're drinking alone. We are drinking alone. Does hummus. that mean we have a problem with our hummus plate? <laughs> I think that means we have a problem, a serious problem. Uh, sitting here at uh, John Barleycorn's uh, McMinimans again, um, and uh, why? Where is Where is Jamie? Jamie's missing. Do you know why? I think it's because he's scared. Oh, I think it's because he's uh -huh. scared of your SmackDown talk last week. Yeah, yeah. you think? Yeah. So we're not going to talk about that, whatever it was. Well, he doesn't have his ducks in a row, so he didn't want to show up. He needs research. <laughs> he's got a whole team of hipster monkeys working out there on working on his um, on his end of the <laughs> argument. But it, but it's been kind of a big, uh, it's kind of kind of a big news week, right? I mean, there's stuff to talk about. Well, I guess, yeah. Uh, Still the same old, same old in well, some ways. Well, same old, same old. But we've got so. Uh, Oh, oh, Obama has announced that he's going to be doing his uh, talk yes. next week, the joint session of Congress. What does that mean? Do you know what that means? Well, I know it's it's not State of the Union, so it's different than that. And it's, um, it's something that I think started maybe with Clinton, is that right? Well, that was like the it, last big one. That was the last big one, okay. That was the one where he held up the pen. He held up the veto pen. Oh, that's right. That's if right. If you do not give me a bill that includes uh, the, it was right. the employer, some employer health care option, I will okay. veto it with this pen, that's the right. hand, mighty hand of Clinton. That's right. Yeah. So that was, I think, the last time it's been. Yeah. It was Bush been didn't exercised. have one. I don't think he oh. did. Wow. Where, he, where he calls the whole gang together on yeah. the playground. So what do we okay. think he's going to say? This is the big, well, big piece of contention, right? Is right. he going to give up? Is he going to give up? I don't think so. I don't know. I really don't know. I mean, it's... It's going to um, be a dark day for you if he gives up the oh, public option, isn't it? Yeah, it, it is. It's well, it's, it, you know, I mean, and I, you know, I probably sit, you know, I sit more on the real progressive side versus the Democrat, you know, so mm -hmm. I have issue with a lot of the blue dogs and, and the conservative Democrats as well. And, and um, so, you know, I, of course, wanted Medicare for all. And that's usually the single payer. The you single wanted, payer. You wanted single payer mm -hmm. option. I, you know, I do too. I'm having real trouble figuring out what is in the uh, why anything else is less complicated than a single payer option. Well, it works. I mean, it works fine now. It, that's what we have with Medicare. Seems and, like everybody, and, uh, all the old people seem to like and it. And the only difference, you know, so do the politicians. Yes, definitely. No one will. Um, nobody wants to vote for getting rid of it or right. even dare suggest it, other than. Um, which was named Wiener from New York when he did it facetiously, mm -hmm. and of course no one from the House even or in this in the yeah, House that was a Republican. Yeah, they didn't even give him one balloon. vote. He didn't even, but, didn't um, even make a point. But um, you know, to me, it is you know single payer. You know, all that is it's just that the the government pays the bill. Mm -hmm. that, that's that's all it is. There isn't a lot. You know, they don't, they aren't going to make money off of it. We don't have to pay CEO salaries. We don't need their jets. We don't need to pay for their very expensive marketing campaigns, which we. I mean, I don't know how much money they put into that, whether it's, you know, Kaiser or, or you know, HealthNet or those kinds of things, um, let alone what they've been investing in trying to beat down this, any kind of health insurance reform, which I think is what we all need to be using. You know, it's not health care reform, meaning that the quality of your health care is going to change. It's health insurance mm -hmm. reform. And, um, you know, they're spending a million dollars a day to fight this. So, you know, common sense says <clears throat> that they make a lot of money. In and that the there are ways that we industry. can be more efficient about this. Here's an interesting Absolutely. thing. Absolutely. I, um, <clears throat> I, I have uh, a dear friend who is in the pharmaceutical business, mm -hmm. 
he's a uh, salesman of the drugs. And he doesn't actually sell pusher. the drugs. He's a pusher, yeah, he's a pusher. <laughs> he doesn't actually sell the drugs. I actually, I actually seem to run in a circle. You know, when you meet one, they all kind of yes. latch on. They're, they travel in, in packs. And, um, and he was working on this project. It was, a, it was a, a, a project, you know, inside the company, a promotion thing. You know, you go to school inside the company and learn the company culture. Okay. You got to put together a, you know, a business plan that shows you know what the company's business is. And he calls me because he knows I've, I've taught this marketing stuff before. And he says, you know, how, tell, me, tell me about this. Tell me what you would be looking for if you were doing this. And uh, because one of the big things that they said that we need to focus on in their SWOT analysis, right? Okay is you know strengths of our product uh, offering weaknesses of the product offering opportunities in the market mm -hmm. and threats, threats in the market right and he said the only thing that they wanted us to make sure we include is the obama health care plan as a massive threat, threat to our business of course it is of course it is it's a terrible threat to the business but it it's it's uh, and so then you hear the united healthcare people sending their armies of employees out to to load these um, these uh, uh, stack the deck against the town hall meetings mm -hmm. and you think what what happened to a society where a massive problem was overcome by ingenuity and creative thinking where why can't we all come together and figure out how to make it better so everybody wins right isn't that possible one I of my clients well, is a yes. health insurance company and they said the same thing this is a massive threat to the way we do business and there have is zero interest in getting to the other side of it right well i think that i mean i think they don't want to come up to the table and find creative and innovative solutions because they just want to continue to keep the hold on what they've got and continue the, the that profit taking that they have and any little thing is a threat to health insurance reform. Everything from pre-existing conditions, you know, getting rid of yeah, that where you can't... Pregnancy is a pre-existing condition at this point. Right, I just heard that one today. It is? Yeah. Well, they can claim and that? One of, the, uh, one of the majors says that, that pregnancy is a, a pre-existing condition, yeah. Because you thought about it? I guess. Oh. <laughs> but that's, you know, it, so they, you know, the pre-existing conditions, the, you know, you can't, you can't drop people when they get sick. You know, right. that's one major piece of health insurance reform that people are screaming and yelling about, but yet any reasonable person would say that's a, you know, that's a reasonable uh, solution here. The thing that I find that I think is interesting is I was listening to, when I was listening to talk radio one day and there was um, a representative of madasheldoctors.org. This is a organization that these, are, the, uh, these are, are doctors that want health care, health insurance reform. Are these the guys driving across the country yes. in the RV? Yes. That's yes. a fantastic thing. And um, one of the things that they said that, and I don't know if I've said this on a show before, so stop me if I have, but that I thought was really interesting, and I'd never looked at it that way, is they said people are really happy with their private insurance. The ones that are really happy with their private insurance are the ones that haven't truly had to use it. Yeah. Meaning, it's been for the you know your basic child, you know yearly visits, the shots. It's I got a cold. I went to the doctor once this year. It's the female. I went in for my annual exam. Meaning, there hasn't been any major health crisis for them because that's who they mess around with. They, they don't sit a nickel and dime on the very basic 
parts of the plan where they get nasty is when things cost money. Oh, when right. you need My insurance company loves me as much as I love them because we don't ever talk. Right. And you I never go to the pay. doctor, probably. Right. And, you know, and when you do, you just pay your little copay and there you go. Mm -hmm. So, you know, who, who they mess around with are people who, you know, have cancer and are chemotherapy, who need transplants, who, you know, whatever the case may be, you know, serious diabetic issues, those, that's, that's when they start cutting services or saying we don't cover that or, or, or cutting their insurance altogether. So it, so back to the present, okay. right? Okay. So what should he say? Suck. Or so what's what is he going to say? say? And, and here's, I, it's sort of predicated on this environment, right, where feels like the president comes through and, and, you know, maybe he bullies his way through a bit of this, you know, kind of ramming this health care thing in, down the throats of Congress. But, right. but the other um, uh, news comes out, I'm going to dig this up, I think it was a Rasmussen poll, and I will confirm this, uh, that talked about, uh, released last week, mm -hmm. that said 57% of Americans would throw out every member of Congress and start again. They're mm. so disappointed in the performance of, of are, I'm not surprised. Uh, that branch of government. I'm not surprised. Because they're all bought and sold. I mean, really. I mean, you know, regardless of the party, and, and probably the group of people the least bought and sold are the Progressive Caucus and, and, and folks from the Green Party, and, and they're majorly in the minority. So, uh, so there we are. We have Congress that's, that's not popular but bought and sold. We have the Congress who's doing a fantastic job of leveraging the... Well, the Republican Congress is doing a fantastic job of levering, leveraging negative media. Exactly. Um, and we have Democrats that seemingly can't get their act together. Well, so what does he say in an environment like this? It need, Well, I think it needs to come out. He needs to come out with his guns loaded. He needs to talk straight to the American people about, you know, here's the bottom line. This is what we're dealing with. We're dealing with the corporatocracy versus the American people. That's what's really going down here. This is not about health care. This is about money and people making profit. I mean, that we're, what the war is over, the battle's over. Mm -hmm. And it's the, it's the American people that are caught in the middle and the American people who are getting hurt by this. And I think that he needs to be powerful in that message. And I think that he needs to talk about... Um, you know, the healthcare crisis that we have, this will bankrupt our country. We need to do something. There, there's, this isn't just a, isn't this a neat idea? Right. <laughs> These things are coming out of that we've got real problems and we've got people suffering, which is, um, you know, from my standpoint, inexcusable. Um, but also we have a financial crisis, so it's, it's bankrupting the country. Now there's a small group of people getting stinking filthy rich, and they're doing a great job of loading up the pockets of all these congressmen. I mean, these, these health care insurance, they're hedging their bets. They're giving money on both sides. They're not, they don't just go with one party. They've got both of them that they're giving money to. And I, so I, that's what I think he needs to do. What he'll do, I'm concerned. I, I think that it was noble to say, let's try to do it in a bipartisan manner. I think they, in good faith, tried. I think that the conservative party, conservative group of people, has absolutely no interest in anything bipartisan. I think this is all smoke and mirrors when they talk about, let's go back to the table and start over in a bipartisan way. We were at the table yeah. in a bipartisan way. I mean, some of these bills that are out there in the committees, and that's the other thing, you know, there isn't just one bill, there's five different right. ones. They are full of Republican concessions. 
that they wanted. Right. So what are you talking about that things didn't happen in a bipartisan way? I mean, there's stuff in there that were put in there by Republicans. Now they're running around and acting like they didn't have anything to do with it. Well, it's because they're, it's, the language has changed a lot over the last really the last two weeks uh, from we wish there was more of a bipartisan discussion to um, you know no more mincing words our efforts are to kill health care mm -hmm. we want no change at all that that's our mission our that mission is, is not they're the to party and no we don't right? like anything we don't like any idea that causes um, anybody rich to have a little less money coming in right. <laughs> it's pretty much and so what I really think is I think he needs to approach this and we were talking a little of this about this before the show, but I think he needs to approach it just like FDR did when he was faced in this situation in, in 1936, and the Republicans were obstructionists back then, and he eventually, you know, did what he needed, what was right to get done, and he didn't do it in a bipartisan manner. And you know what? The American people were quite happy with the outcome of that, and they're still quite happy with a lot of the outcomes of those programs that right. he put back in place in 1936. And I think it's time for them to start stop messing around and trying to be bipartisan and do what we sent them there to do. Do you feel like we have a good picture of of national support or no, no support? I mean, do we really know who's well, here's in favor a, of this? Th I'm really curious about It's that. a very good question. I, it, this is an interesting um, example. So what I, you know, at first I was getting sucked in. I was thinking these town halls were, you know, just, you know, massive people angry all over the country because that's what the media has has made us think that they are mm -hmm. and um, interestingly enough Steny Hoyer had his town hall yesterday a couple days ago and it was out on C-SPAN because you know Congress isn't in session so C-SPAN is airing all sorts of different stuff so there it was and yeah there was a small there was a group of people that were there and they were screaming and they were yelling and the read the bill and all that nonsense that they do but the majority of it was there it was it was pretty boring um, majority of people had just legitimate questions that they wanted answered. Um, there were a, a very large group that was already on a board and agreed, and another group that was really wanted there to have a to hear from their congressman, get those those answers. When you read the paper about it, it acted like there was complete and total mayhem. It was out of control. They had to be taken out by police, you know, and it was it was extremely boring with a small group of people yelling. That was it. Yet, so well, I don't yeah. know what we're getting fed. I I just at first I got sucked in, and now I'm starting to step back and say that I I think that you know they're putting on a show for us right. to suck us in, and that's that's the Republican approach to things. When they don't have answers for things, when they when they can't come at you with real data and facts to support their position, this is the route that they go. Do you do you think your uh, ability to step back has been uh, helped by your self-imposed media blackout? Yes. How'd that work out for you? It's gone. It went well, and yeah. um, in fact, what was it? Towards the end of the week, when technically my week, you know, I had just done the week, <laughs> and um, I went and I turned on talk radio, and they started down this path, and I maybe listened for five minutes, and I was like, mm, turned it right off. So I've I've watched a little bit of. Um, Keith Olbermann this week, uh, but I haven't really done much more of that, and um, I don't know if some of that's because it's the same old, same old. I mean, you know, it's kind of like the soap opera. <laughs> you right. can you can walk away from it for about three months and come back, and it's still the same love triangle issues right. and right. the same this or that. I, and so, in many ways, it's kind of like I've 
I've started just to check out until they go back into session. Because um, it's the same old stuff and it's the same old lies and the same old talking points and the same old, you know, slogans. Nothing's really changed. Well, I think that's uh, illustrated by the um, uh, the, the uh, latest computer uh, uh, flub with Google uh, Google News. You check out Google News, and this made the tech news uh, the the super smart Google investigative uh, spotlight uh, report is starting to report as the Onion, as the uh, top investigative onion. story, top investigative story oh my on, the, on, on the web. And I, you know, it goes back to the fact that John Stewart is the most reputable journalist uh, on television mm -hmm. news. That's very true. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, I, it's um, it's sort of hard to stomach anymore. And I find myself, and I hope this isn't what I'm going to see next week with the president, I find myself fatigued with the mm -hmm. ill nature of the debate and concession, poor concessions come out of fatigue. Yeah. Yep. And, and that's going to be very frustrating. If he gives up the, the public option, that's going to be trouble. If he, gives, yep. if he gives up the public option in favor of something that is far more complicated, which is specifically oh, engineered by them. In like order this trigger to, option, right. which is their the new thing. Yeah, what is that? Can you explain that? Um, well, f from what I understand, it is, and I think that uh, Olympia Snow is one of the main ones of this, because she's, you know, she's a fairly um, sitting moderate Republican. On, on the fence, right. And um, so, and they're really trying to get her on board. And it's, you know, one of these things which would be, you know, we don't have a public, you know, option until we hit some sort of point. What that point is, I think, is all still being debated, but some some monumental point that then we trigger in a public option. So, so for example, so when we hit 100 million people uninsured, sure. yeah, then we would get a public option. Then we, yeah. No, we so, might already be, we we already might be bankrupt by then. People. Right, right. I mean, who knows? But yeah, that, it's something like that. And I think that's ridiculous. I, I mean, I think if, if, if the point is, is we've got a problem that we need one, why are we putting that off for four years or five years or whatever? The point, it, we need it. Right. And we so we need it, need it now. now. Why would we be doing it later? That doesn't make a bit of sense. What yeah. what can anyway? It's it's a stall tactic. It's what it is. It is, uh, but it's so that they look like they have ideas. Uh, see? Right. <laughs> the party of ideas. <laughs> the that's, party that's of ideas. Richly ironic. Yeah. Uh, it, it is. Um, all right. Enough about healthcare. So let's talk about 9/11. Oh goodness. <laughs> Okay, so this was the, the supposedly the um, controversial mm. uh, WWF, the World Wildlife Fund, 9-11 commercial. Now, we just watched the commercial, right? Yes. We just saw it. Mm -hmm. uh, for those who haven't seen it, it is a, uh, you know, I mean, from an artistic concept, from making a point, it, it makes a point. Mm -hmm. uh, it's pitch starts out with, a, with pictures of the planes uh, running into uh, World Trade Center. Uh, and then, as a as the camera pulls back on New York City, with the the the, uh, the plane or the buildings are burning and smoking, um, hundreds and hundreds of planes fly in targeting buildings. They fly in low across the uh, across uh, uh, you know the sea and into Manhattan. And uh, the concept is, when the trade center went down, it killed you know a couple of thousand people which was a fraction of the people who have been killed in the tsunami, the mm -hmm. natural disasters. Look what happened in Katrina. Look right. at all these terrible things. And so, you know, the planet is very, um, uh, the planet is, is 
very what was the stern the planet is strong you must respect it that kind right of a brutal thing. Yeah, brutal brutally, planet brutally. is brutal mm -hmm. you must respect it um, but uh, the ad is has uh, uh, taken on some controversy did it offend you no I mean when when I first saw it um, and I and I saw it through you know watching news I didn't see it you know on the because it was never really, I mean, no. it, was an, it was a concept by an ad agency that was never released. It was not the work of the World Wildlife Fund. Right. But, but somehow it made it, it out, made it made it out, out on the yeah. internet. And, um, and, and I remember, you know, I, I even saying, mm, well, it, I could see where maybe people would get um, upset by that. Maybe that wasn't in the best taste. But, but at the same time, I think that, well, one, but then what I also turned and said was, that seems brilliant to me sitting on an outsider from an advertising standpoint because it aren't ads supposed to they're good right if they make you watch them but also remember whatever the message was from it right so um you know from that standpoint i thought wow that seems like there's some some in, you know creativity behind that a little bit well yeah uh, the best ads make you think and the, and in this particular case it shows you a sense of scale and mm -hmm. scope that most people likely have never thought about. Right, right. But and, and I think it's about putting, you know, priority, putting things in perspective and priorities. And and while 9/11 was certainly a horrible event, I, you know, I would never try to um, minimize it by any means. Um, and you know, my my thoughts and 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 sympathies go out to any family that was affected by that situation. The reality is there are events that happen in this world that are of far bigger magnitude, but yet we don't pay one bit of attention to those. And, and so um, I, I see what their point was, which was you, we continue to abuse this earth. The earth will fight back and we will lose. I think that's essentially what they're trying to say there. And yet the, um, I, I'm, I'm with you, I, uh, you know, I found it, and I've watched it a couple of times now, and I found it to be really um, sort of mesmerizing and humbling. And I think that's probably the effect that they were trying to, yeah. to, to get. Uh, the World Wildlife Fund strongly condemns this offensive and tasteless ad and did not authorize its production or publication. It's our understanding that it was a concept offered by an outside ad agency seeking our business in Brazil concept was summarily rejected by the World Wildlife Fund and never should have seen the light of day. Well, yeah. Well, they, they got they got some good press. They over did, it. didn't they? You know, and um, but but they're not selling. I mean, I don't know. I get the feeling they're not selling anything. You know, for me, I don't feel like I'm right. being pitched. Uh, it, it really is a it's a public service announcement mm -hmm. in its purest and most dramatic form, and right. I, I'm not offended by that. Now, I was I did find. Uh, it was, I, I think it was two or three years ago, there was the Volkswagen Golf commercial. Mm. And it, it was another concept that was leaked. And Volkswagen came out and said, we summarily rejected this. This was <laughs> right. not appropriate. But that, that shows this. It shows somebody who is dressed in a stereotypically terrorist outfit with the dark glasses, somebody obviously of some sort of Middle Eastern um, uh, descent, and comes out in the heavy cloak, gets in this little Volkswagen Golf and uh, uh, drives off into, uh, into those crowded streets, pulls up in front of a crowded coffee house, opens his coat, pulls out a little remote with a red button. Mm -hmm. You know he's gonna detonate himself. He right. does it, pulls back, shows the car, and all you see is the car kind of jiggle, mm -hmm. and it fills with smoke. 
and then it screen cuts to black and the tagline is the golf strong but tough <laughs> or small but tough right yeah i i took a bit of offense to that i thought it was too soon yeah too soon from what yeah well that's the point i mean it was it was too soon too, when is when is it when not too soon Iraq, to be talking you about you know a terrorist bombing uh, you know, we're, we're in sort of in the middle of kind of this heightened state of emergency. To use it for advertising purposes, right. I found a bit offensive. I've shown it in a number of classes and have gotten uh, mixed feedback, but far more on the side of, you know what, we really just thought it was funny. Yeah. Which surprised me. Well, I laughed. Yeah. Yeah, I, you know, I, I get a chuckle out of it, but I, you know, when you think about it. Yeah. Uh, using it for selling is not, it's cheeky. Mm -hmm. Well, I think you, you know, you asked a good question pre-show, which was, you know, what time frame has to pass before, even like that, like 9-11 can be used in those, in manners like that. Is, right. is it something that, you know, has to be almost a generation before that, before you'd have society who wouldn't get all up in arms over it? Well, because I, I think there are concepts tossing around tables, you know, of, uh, you know, how can we use Abu Ghraib to, you know, sell something or... Uh, <laughs> okay. okay, that's wrong. Right, I don't know what you'd try to sell there, but anyway. <laughs> insurance. <laughs> well, what you could do is, is here's how I you take... I wish I had I wish I had the public option. <laughs> Well, or you can, you know, here's how, here's how you can instantly take a group of people and have them go from, you know, trusting to angry and killing you in a very short <laughs> period very of short time, time is torture their people, and that'll do it. Um, right. right. So, and that was certainly one of those things that, that fueled a lot more violence in the Middle East once that was revealed on what we did. So, um, but yeah, I can't imagine any ad <laughs> focused on Cheeky. that. Cheeky. Oh, let's see. What Maybe else about dogs? I don't know. Anyway. Oh, man. What do you think about Michael Vick? We haven't talked about oh, him. I can't believe yeah. it's been weeks and we've never talked about Gosh, him. Gosh, I've really struggled with that one. Why do did you, you struggle? Well, at first, okay, so at first when, you know, he, he had gotten out and there, and, um, you know, he, done he did three two years. years. Th two, two, years? two years? I think he did two years. Okay. So he did, you know, he had done his time and, um, you know, has was come out and and uh, you know seems remorseful for it. Does he? Really? Well, I don't know. I mean, I don't know the guy. I mean, I'm just going on his words. But but you know, at least says whatever. And struggling with that, you know, pe people in life sometimes make mistakes, and if they pay their dues, you know, isn't it time for society to say you you paid your dues? You know, we punished you. You paid your dues. Now we now we let you move on and 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 live your life um, and then but I, I think that when some of that was going on I wasn't really aware of what he was doing like I mean you know I, I wasn't paying too much attention I mean I knew there was dog fighting but I didn't really understand what they did to the dogs that didn't perform well mm -hmm. and so it was actually Phil and I there having a conversation and and um, and he said but you know Look at what he did, you know, look what they did to these dogs when they didn't, and I didn't know that angle. So then as soon as I heard that, you know, then, then I 
I went the other direction. And for the listeners that you don't know, never you have know, even I'm, gotten out of prison. I'm a, now. <laughs> I'm a exactly. You know, I'm a vegetarian uh, mainly because of. Uh, the ethical issues behind it. And um, so, you know, when I really heard about the way they were treated, where, where my, my anger and my disgust went was to our society that he did those kinds of things and all he got was two years. So instead it wasn't really directed at him, more so of, in general, our society and how we value animals and the treatment of animals. and. You know, to me, like, I, I think, what would he have gotten if he had done that over in England? I mean, they have really strict laws against um, animal abuse and those kinds of things. He may have been in prison a lot longer. So two years then seemed a little um, inappropriate to me. Yeah. <clears throat> now, you know, I, uh, what I'm, I'm looking up now, I want to see what his contract is with the Eagles right now because um, he... Yeah, he served 18 months of a 23-month sentence, so he got out early. Okay, and then what's he have to do? Doesn't he have to do a bunch of public service, or...? Yes, let's see, let's look at the thing. Here's the, the problem that I have with it, is that this is a guy who was truly brutal to these to these yeah, animals. I don't know I mean, where I was when this was all going on. I it, think I just didn't want didn't want to hear about it, so I blocked it out. Yeah, yeah, no, and he's he's um, uh, you know he was in some some trouble in 2008. He he uh, filed for he filed bankruptcy. Mm. Uh, said he was 50 million in debt. Um, let's see, uh, initial uh, here it is. Initial filing listed assets of less than 50 million and debt of 10 million, 10 to 50 million. Seven largest creditors without collateral backing or owed $12.8 million. Um, <laughs> unsecure, biggest unsecured creditors are Joel Enterprises owed $4.5 million for breach of contract. The Atlanta Falcons owed $3.75 million for prorated signing bonus. And Royal Bank of Canada owed $2.5 million for a loan. Well, I, you know, the problem is the guy leaves to go to jail, and he comes back after brutalizing these animals, and uh, and he gets to play football again. Yeah, I have a real problem with that. You know, yeah. I, I have a problem with that. I don't have a problem with him getting out. I don't know if he is, hmm. um, you know, if he's, re you know, remorseful. I don't. I, I don't. In what I've seen of him, I haven't. It doesn't seem like he's, you know, really remorseful. I think okay. it seems like. Damn, He's going I, I can't like do the dogs anymore. Yeah. Maybe maybe I could do, you know, cockfighting. Maybe I could get into that. <laughs> Is that okay if I do it in Mexico? Little so. Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> little Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> We're not taking little Jerry. Uh, uh, but, uh, but, you know, yeah. I, it's, it's one of those things that, um, that, that I just feel like that sends the wrong message, again, to... to the world. Well, I, I but it's okay to go have an opportunity even to make millions of dollars for for performing on the field uh, every week. Yeah. After doing this kind of a thing, I think you can get out of jail. Get out of jail. Go serve the community. Go do right. something else. Use your former celebrity to do something else. But you don't get to play football, and that's yeah. on the NFL. They yeah. should not have let him back. Yeah. I yeah. I mean, I, I, you know, Roger Goodell. It, this is on him. And this is where I. This is where I'm. Where did he go? Who picked him up? Eagles. Eagles. Interesting. So yeah. I, it's it is a, um, I think it's a disgusting, disgusting well, thing. Well, I agree. And well, and I think that too that the the, the message that it sends to young people is, um, 
disturbing because really, if he wasn't, if he did anything else other than, you know, football or basketball, I mean, maybe baseball, but they don't, you know, they don't seem to me on the outside or seem to have the amount of money coming in like football and that. Anything else, he never, he wouldn't be anywhere. He'd be, he'd be struggling in his small little home trying to pick himself well, up by his bootstraps. You don't hear a lot of stories about the, um, you know, about the, uh, the dogfighting accountants. Well, very true, I, guess. I mean, that's I mean, just not. That's, we're just, nobody cares. Right. Tell us about that. But, but his contract now, let's see, is uh, first year the deals for one point six million, with a second year option worth five point two. Uh, he can earn an additional $3 million in incentives over two years of contract. Uh, this is on ESPN. So okay. here's a guy who's going to make $1.6 million this year. Yeah. Now, he's in an incredible amount of debt. He's reorganizing, so that's going to go really quickly. But right. what does it say that we're, we're reading this right now about this kind of money, this scale yeah. of money for playing the game? Yeah. Well, it's, it's, I think it shows where, in many ways, our priorities are are jacked up it's in this disgusting. country. It is <laughs> Just, disgusting. You know. Um, well, you know, I you know, and, and if if we had a conservative at the table, they would say, "What? Are you going to try to, you know, limit the amount of money people can make or, you know, that kind of thing?" But but I do think there is there yes, is Yes, yes, we're going to limit the amount of people of uh, money that people who kill dogs can make. We're yeah. going to do that. We're yeah. going to limit the money. Exactly. We're going to do that. Exactly. That's what we need and to do because it's right. And I think society has every right to shun him as much as they want. This is a scarlet letter situation, you know. Yeah, so. I mean, not, no, I shouldn't probably. say bring violence on him, I, but I mean, <laughs> let's not advocate no. for that. But <laughs> but um, but no, but meaning they have every right to express their opinions about that, to yeah. to express their opinion to the Eagles about that for Eagle player, you know, fans. But you know, will they will they not buy the tickets and not go over it? Of course they won't. They'll go. Yeah. Yeah, they'll go. It'll be the home team. I don't know. Do you see? Do you watch any? Uh, are you into the football? Oh yes. Did you uh, watch any of the uh, Broncos uh, game? The no, I did not. Preseason. Uh, no. It was uh, Broncos. I do everything the, I can uh, just to get through Chiefs. I'm just at preseason. I, I well, love. This was a football. big story, right? This was a big oh, story about, well, the okay. whole, about the whole about the whole quarterback trade. Oh, okay. All right. Because yeah. what's his name? I can't even think of his name. I'm gonna have to look that up too. Not ha uh, uh, yes. Who, the it, yeah, Broncos? it was the guy who was traded because right. he didn't like the coach. He got pissed off at the coach, and so he said, "I don't want out of here. You never trade the." quarterback right? it right. just doesn't ever happen and he got ticked off at Shanahan it, it, but Shanahan's out though well yeah but they, they brought in this new guy and so oh, okay. uh, Jay Cutler right yes all right and so um so you're a Broncos fan aren't you uh well I'm from from Colorado and well so I've got some I've okay. got some Colorado love and yeah. so uh this was so they Cutler got out of it got out of it and he went to um um because uh, you know it was uh, Josh uh, McDaniel's name, coach's name for Denver now, right? Okay. And so he, he got a, a tip, and he got out of his contract, and he got traded. He got traded to uh, Chicago. So this was a preseason game, means nothing, oh. other than now Cutler, Cutler is playing as a bear, mm -hmm. uh, you know, uh, against his Denver, team. whose quarterback I don't think ever got mentioned. <laughs> right. right. So he comes out. And the uh, the crowd. Uh, this is the probably they're the best. They're playing in time. Denver. They're playing in Denver, Mile High Stadium, and the crowd starts stomping their feet and booing him. Right, just booing, booing him like crazy. And um, uh, you know, the announcers are sitting there saying, you know, this this crowd is like one gigantic spurned lover. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was so brilliant. I thought it was perfect. Oh, that's great. Yeah. 
So I'm not actually one for the uh, for the football myself. As oh, you yeah? can't tell, I don't have it uh, on the tip of the tongue. But I do uh, uh, I do follow the drama. I like the soap opera stories when things like this that's happen. happen. Yeah. No, I I um, really love football, and of course, once the season starts, I've never been a big preseason person. I struggle, you know, um, because I don't know who all the who all the uh, new players are. You know, I don't sit and watch the draft like you, my do. You have does. your uh, fantasy football team, uh, you know, all lined up. Do you play the no, I don't do the don't fantasy the football. Fantasy. I do, uh, you know, I do, um, whatever you call that, the weekly, you know, the where picks, your, your yeah. picks and that kind of thing. But, um, but yeah, like I don't pay attention to who's all the, you know, first round draft picks and those kinds of things and then all the trades and, you know, so I just wait really, I mean, I watch the preseason games, but I probably multitask while doing so. Um, whereas when it's the, you know, when we're in the season, then I am really sitting down and paying attention. But at that point, the, the players are picked and then I start yeah. to know them and that kind of yeah. thing. But, you uh, build a relationship. You're all about the relationship. I'm about the relationship, oh, I right. guess. Yeah. What else do you have? I was wondering, have you ever listened to the band Kooks? The Kooks? Uh-huh. No. You're being signed to music. How do I, how should I know them? Tell you me about the Kooks. You should check them out. Um, oh, they're, well, they're a band, I think they're from England. Mm, across the pond. They are, they are. and um, actually Phil discovered them somehow, which I don't know if it was just searching in iTunes or he heard something. Anyway, and Older band, uh, newer band. They're a newer band. Okay. They've got a, co a couple albums, I think. Now I can't see. Ooh, go on the suit, you see. Uh, but no, they've got um, one of their albums, which I think it's. I think it might be their. It might be their first album but anyway it's it's one of those albums where like literally every song is good all right and it's funny my my five-year-old son is very into him and the other day in the car he was wanting to play music and so I I hit the CD player for whatever was in there and the song comes on and he goes no I want the kooks yells it from the back seat that's fantastic here they are look at them this is kooks TV they oh wow TV. I didn't even know they had that look Go at that kooks. on tour let's see where are they gonna be what made you think of them? I was they're listening to them on the way over here. Jersey, UK, Paris, France, Dublin. They're not coming to my no, house. No, nope, they're not coming to the United States. That's uh, very yeah. terrible. So was I right? Are they British? Or? Yeah, they're okay. definitely, uh, well, let's say biography. Let's learn about them. Greatest records in the world can be put on in any situation. This is about the kooks. 2006, they came back, so it sounds like they've been around a lot. Okay, so they are an airband. Okay, I didn't realize that, but. It's not um, like the cult or. No. Um, anyway, I was just, uh, anyway, I was listening to them on the way here and I wondered if you knew of them since you're such a music guru. So. I know no kooks. Is that amazing? I oh. should probably know them. Wow, yeah. I'll get, do you want me to burn you a CD? Oh, should I say that? N n no, I want to purchase it <laughs> legally and I want everyone to get their cut, Mary. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure you didn't mean that. I did not mean that. <laughs> I mean, you know, you meant to burn a personal backup for yourself. I did. And put away in a closet. That I would let you just listen to and borrow. But from a, <laughs> from a distance, at only 15 seconds at a time. Uh, <laughs> so true. Uh, that's fantastic. Thank you. That's awesome. Let's do it. The legal there, part. There you go. Okay. Yeah. I, um, I got nothing else. I'm a little depressed uh, going into next week, I got to tell you. 
because of all this this muck, oh. this news muck. We got to get yeah. to the other side of that. Well, are you ready? We got to get to the other side of this money muck too. Yeah. I mean, this whole the economy. We've got uh, we've got our friend uh, Greg uh, Lester. Oh yeah. He is going to come. He's he's the money guy. He's going to come join us and talk to us about money and and it's really the the personal side of this, not the the big economy, uh, the larger economy at large issues. He's going to talk to us about real personal. You know, how are you being impacted and how can you weather? Because there are a lot of people it. who are saying that this is not, you know, we're, this is a W oh recovery and it's not yes. over. It's going to go down again. And well, what I heard the other, there was an uh, economist on uh, the Tom Hartman show and what he was saying was that what we've got right now is like the ski, like a, not the ski, what's it when they're with the skiers where they're coming down, you know, and, and they do the jump. So they yeah, come down yeah. and they go off right. that thing. Okay. So what he was saying was that that's what our economy kind of is. We've gone down. We're in this little upward slope, which is, you know, where the skier heads up to then mm -hmm. jump, meaning that we're going to come off of this thing and then yeah, fall we got, straight we down, come down. Yeah. and that it's going to it's going to be worse. Um, well, because if everybody's saying, is, if I'm using the lingo right, the junk paper is still on the books. Mm. Like all these junk yes. junk uh, uh, deals that right. got us into this trouble in the first place are not cleaned up. We've we've in put a lot of money into the market, into the economy. People are getting excited, but the underlying system is still flawed, and that's yeah. the problem. Yep. So I, he's going to come talk to us about how to weather the next uh, the next round, because uh, we got we got to turn some attitudes around. Here, yeah. You know, I mean, people uh, we got to cheer cheer some people up. This is exactly. Ridiculous. Well, and I think that what. Um, you know, this this really shows us is that you know that too much of any one thing turns out to be a bad thing. And if you think about almost everything in life, that's the case. And and you know, rampant capitalism without any you know regulations or things in place to protect consumers or or stockholders or you know, and that when that happens, this is what you get. So, um, but but it's funny that you say it as if it's sort of a, uh, as if it's like a disease, because we kind of need a recovery plan well, similarly, and that's a fascinating. We do, kind of place. but you know, I think that I think the majority. I mean, this is what I want to believe, and and I, and I think I do. I think that the majority of American people are actually quite reasonable. Yes. <laughs> I think that the majority of American people say, you know, I have no problem helping out others, you know, as long as I'm not struggling. Um, I think the majority of American people want peace and prosperity for all. I, I really do, but I just think that we've been taken over. And, you know, it all started, um, and I can't remember what the case was, but it's when it went in front of the, the Supreme Court, and the Supreme Court came back and said that you know corporations have the same rights as people, and that's what opened it up and allowed corporations to do donations mm -hmm. to candidates. As soon as that happened, we lost our power as the American people because there's no way you and I can go up against these large. We, right. we never have enough money right. to give a candidate. Right. enough to outweigh what the corporations can give. Did you see the uh, the Tom Coburn town hall? No, Oklahoma but I heard a, I heard a little bit about it. I mean, he's just a wackadoodle. Well, it's kind of a funny thing. He's, this was the one where he says, um, and I hate to bring it back to such a downer, but he's, he's the one who says, you know, we have, uh, you know, we, the, the public option is not a good option. It's not, we can't do that. And then somebody stands up at the town hall, this poor woman, and says, 
you know, my husband was just kicked out of the hospital with traumatic brain injury. Mm-hmm. He can't eat or drink. Because he wasn't making progress. Right. He was kicked out, not making mm-hmm. progress, can't eat or drink, and insurance won't cover any in-home health care. What are you going to do about that? Are you going to help that? And she's just bawling. And he says, well, uh, the government answer is not the answer. You know, I, because we need, you know, what, we, what are we forgetting about here? Neighbors. Our neighbors have to help each other. You need to oh, ask God. your neighbors for help. Uh, and I'm going to help personally with my office, and we're going to help you. Of course, he's, he's, he's now suddenly the government helping. Apparently, they did. Right. Oh, okay. Uh, like they're yeah. actually taking, you know, I don't know, crock pots of food over to their house or something. Of course, the guy can't eat. Right. Uh, <laughs> you know, what he needs is a trained speech pathologist, somebody right, to yeah. help train him how to eat and drink again. But, uh, but uh, this is this is the kind of insanity that is yes. going on right now. Well, isn't and, he the gynecologist that that, yeah. that says that? Um, Condoms don't protect against sexually transmitted diseases. <laughs> so why is anybody listening to him about anything? Yeah, seriously. <laughs> he, I mean, that's yeah, crazy. I, I'm not sure who he's trying to help there. Yeah, uh, and then he was all involved in that um, Ensign affair, and he's the one that told Ensign to pay her off. And, oh, he's you a, know. he's an Avenue C guy. Uh-huh. And he's part he's of one the, of those he's Christians. The the, the cultist. <laughs> That's fascinating. Those compassionate, loving Christians that oh are all for taking care of their brother. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Where are we going? So oh. we need to cheer people up here a little bit. We need okay. to get, get happier okay. about this. Yeah. I don't Do you have anything happy? To, I, I've got uh, food happiness. Uh, you know, I'm trying to be healthier. Oh, yes. I am. I'm trying. I had a bad blood test. I know you did. It was really ugly. And so I got this uh, across my uh, my uh, feeds here. Finalists for State Fair's Big Tech's Choice Awards include mm. deep fried butter. <laughs> well, you can't have any of that. Mm-hmm. I love Texas. This is why I love <laughs> Texas. Uh, it, deep, what do they do? I put a whole stick in? They, I mean, it looks like it. It's exactly as it sounds. Butter oh is my God. seasoned. And this is from uh, Dvorak.org. Uh, butter With that's a buttery seasoned, dipping sauce. <laughs> battered up and deep fried, and each stick of butter has 810 calories before it's deep fried. So they literally fry the butter, so it's like, I guess it's sort of like, um, like a crispy shell around a creamy, buttery center by the time you eat it, right? Oh that sounds disgusting. That sounds fantastic. And then in other food news, uh, this is an advertisement uh, from Spanish Burger King. Uh, uh, denigrates uh, the Hindu goddess oh, of yeah. Lakshmi, saying, "Eat me daily." Uh, <laughs> so the story is that uh, this Mexican, uh, let's say Burger King Spain, uh, has set up this uh, advertisement uh, where they they depict the uh, sacred Lakshmi goddess sitting on top of a burger. Uh, and the tagline is La Marienda es Sagrada, roughly translated, a snack that's sacred, which is so cute, except for the Hindu, uh, <laughs> Hinduism dictates strict avoidance of the consumption of meat. Yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. So people are offended. Yes, that's right. But they also have donuts at their Burger King in Spain. Does that look like a zebra donut? It sure it's does. Like a, with a creamy filling? Yes. I, with, get, yeah. I think they get more interesting food in Burger King Spain. They may. Uh, so uh, that's so a, that's an experiment. It, you you know, go travel around the world and see what they serve at various different. It makes me want to go eat just a big tomato, just straight off the vine. When I just, see stuff like that, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, just to, something, something cleansing, healthy, and yes. Uh, so other good news is when does uh, fall TV start? When does? Oh, very gosh. soon. Yeah. Can I tell you uh, what were you? What did you? Are you looking forward to anything in particular? Oh gosh, 
got multiple ones, but... Um, uh, the Dollhouse. The Dollhouse. I heard that that um, got renewed. Yes, I'm yeah. very excited about it because they, they, they released the, um, the season finale last season. They released it in, as a sort of mid-summer, so it came yeah. out a few weeks ago. Fantastic. Wow. Oh, I love that show. Love wow. me I've some, never seen it. Oh, love me some Joss Whedon. No, mm. it's good. You know, he's the guy who did uh, the uh, hit show uh, Serenity, the movie Serenity, oh, too. Oh, yes. Okay. Uh, and uh, before that, that turned it turned into uh, a show? It was a show first. Oh, it was? Yeah, and it I got canceled. It oh. And the fans were so, uh, uh, you know, so uh, very hipster fans. Yes, obviously. Now, that and was the one with... Um, Cowboys in Space. With Nathan Fillion as yeah. the rugged captain, they all wore these long western dusters, oh my. and uh, and they flew around. They had six shooters, but they flew around in spaceships. It was actually fantastic, and uh, so the movie, of course, was very popular. And okay. uh, so this is his new show, is The Dollhouse, uh, and it's uh, it's really great. It is a great show. Um, there are some other shows that are, are coming up that actually look really, really I'm, good. I'm excited that Sons of Anarchy got picked back up again. Have oh, you ever yeah? watched no, that no, one? No, no, no. I've never watched that one. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a, that's a pretty much a um, Sopranos, mm. but you know, it's, the, it's biker gangs instead. The, um, <laughs> except for biker gangs. You know, the same thing. They, gotta, you know, they have a, a legitimate business that yeah. is the front they, and, you know. What is what is their front? They make uh, choppers. Yeah, uh, yeah, an automobile they make, okay. shop. They, uh, the, the one that uh, I'm really excited about is this FX show, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. I love that Going show. Going on to season five. Yes, isn't that the greatest? It. It's great. There is a special. <laughs> they are so psychotic. Oh, it's, it's hysterical. Fantastic. Okay, so I didn't know who these guys, like, I know I see their Did names. Did I tell you about it? No. Oh, okay. No, I've been, I've been watching from the beginning. The beginning? I, okay, because oh, I have two. Okay. Big, big fan. So, uh, no, but so interesting, Rob McElhaney is the executive producer, the writer, he's the guy who came up with the show, started shooting it, um, and he, uh, there is a, a special half hour talk with, uh, of him going to some film, L.A., or, and, or uh, uh, California film school, whatever, okay. the UCLA film school, talking to three film students, and you get to hear about him talking about how he came up with the show. Turns out he never went to film school, knew nothing about it. He was kind of an actor who did some commercials and said, hey, you know, shows are pretty easy. Get some buddies together. They put together a show and sold it to Fox in, in two hours. Uh, wow. Fascinating, fascinating story. The show is one of the funniest shows it is, on television. So it is wrong. There is nothing it is wrong. Right about it. It's just wrong. <laughs> I totally agree. I just, it kills me how they abuse the, the girl, the sister. Oh, she's just, oh, she's but just But she's just a freak show. Rash. It's fan. Fantastic. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, the other one, one, have you seen uh, Chicks in Space? No. That's not what it's called. It's called uh, oh. Defying Gravity. No, I heard about not, that? no. This is on now. They started it earlier. Oh, okay. Uh, it's in the fifth episode or something. It's, a, it's uh, remember the the guy in Office Space, the movie, the main guy? Mm-hmm, yes. Right. So okay. he, after Office Space, he had a couple of other shows. He did this show where he was a hostage negotiator. That, oh, yes. You know, was a kind I of lead balloon. I remember I didn't see it. But. Well, he's, he's now on this new show called Defying Gravity, where he and a team of 13 other people, uh, astronauts, uh, go into this, like, multi-year mission to Venus and then other planets if they don't get canceled before then. Right. <laughs> okay, it's Grey's Anatomy in space. So if you're really? into the Grey's Anatomy, okay. I'm into Grey's Anatomy. Soap thing. You got to go check this out. My wife is, uh, she's glued to the Defying Gravity. Defying Gravity. I'll have to check it out. That's a good one. How about, um, have you been watching Hung? 
No, HBO's. I don't know anything about this one. Tongues about the. Um, it's it's a it's pretty good. It's in its first season, and um, and it's you know true to kind of the HBO stories. You know the, the first couple episodes because they they got to yeah. introduce all everybody and all this stuff, so it can kind of be a little slow. Um, and we watched the first episode, and then we're kind of like, mm. and it wasn't until we started seeing more ads as it went down the. The, yeah, uh, yeah. a couple episodes in and it was like well that does actually look a little funny so we went back and watched it so it's about a guy who um, is a uh, school teacher and a, mainly a basketball coach and um, him and his wife uh, she leaves him and um, so then his home burns down and so he's living in a tent behind his home um, and he lives on this little lake. And um, basically, he is very well endowed, <laughs> i.e. hung. Uh-huh. And, so it actually um, wasn't a play on words, the title there. It was wasn't. not a play no, on no, words. No, no, and um, so he basically becomes... Um, a porn star. A prostitute. Is this the Dirk Diggler kind of story? No, no. no? And this girl that is this real neurotic other, other teacher that was like a poetry teacher that lost her job. and. And they met in some self-help group, and and so she becomes his pimp. Um, That's fantastic. So it's, it's is it good? It's pretty funny. Yeah, yeah. Because I don't know. I I, uh, I watched uh, True Blood. Did you do? True I did. Blood? No, we have that on our Netflix because I've heard it's worth watching. But you do, you're looking like I had not. a hard time getting into. I watched the whole first season, and I had a hard time getting into it, mostly because, uh, you know, Anna Paquin is terrible. She's terrible in this. Well, have you ever thought she's ever really been a good actress? Well, you know, in the piano, she didn't speak much. Well, and then in um, all the X-Men, she's... No, you know what? The X-Men, she I, she was all right. But she didn't really she, do much she, either. No, she didn't do much. This one, she's, she is, uh, she's really proactive in the terribleness. Okay. Uh, she's just, uh, it's just awful. But everybody else on that show, with the exception of one character who's killed in like the third episode, everybody else is really good. As a matter of fact, there's some really standout performances in the show. And, and for kind of this quirky show, right. uh, there, there are some, some folks in there who are going to be something. But overall, the series, I ended up having a lot of fun with mm-hmm. it. Uh, it's now the latest thing, this whole vampire thing, right? Right. So Everybody's Twilight into that. And they're, and yes. they're making those movies. Hand fist. There's this new show coming out on, on the uh, that I'm interested in. It's I think it's on uh, the CW. It's called The Vampire Diaries. Oh, Love I've, sucks. Have you heard about that? I've seen the ads for it. Yeah. Not. It wouldn't be worth talking about if it weren't from Kevin Williamson, who did the Scream. Okay. Movies. He was the writer of the screen movies, and he did some other stuff around the Dawson's Creek era. Oh, he's yeah. been kind of gone for a while, but he's part of that kind of uh, uh, generation of writers and did some really good stuff. So I'm interested in, in what they come up with. It could be really <laughs> good. Um, and then what about Lost? You know, it, is this, this is the last final. Year? This is the <laughs> final season. Yeah, I thought last year was really good. Uh, yeah, I haven't watched it yet. <laughs> it's, it's literally sitting oh in my, my iTunes. I'm ready to watch it. <clears throat> because the um, year before that, it was starting to kind of yeah, like. That's the last thing. Um, and, and you know, I, we were, of course, going to still watch it the next season, regardless. But um, we're kind of starting to lose interest. And then that you'll, they start yeah. connecting the, the dots. Whole, the, whole time, the whole time flipping thing, uh, that gets me going. But Lost yeah. is one of those shows I can't watch. Um, you know, I can't just watch one episode and wait a week. Oh, I've so got to be like able to, to yeah. dive in five hours straight. Right. And, uh, and that's what we do with Dexter. We've gotten into Dexter oh, with Netflix. Oh, Dexter is fantastic. And that got renewed again. Yep, yep, yep. And if you haven't read the books, uh, no, the Dexter books are really great. So. They're really great. 
Um, but uh, this, there, there are a couple of new sh- other new shows that I'm really interested in. This one, I don't know if I even want to talk about Glee. Glee. Have you heard about Glee? No. I don't know how long I'm going to be able to last. With yeah. It. But you know, I sort of, you know, I'm saying this in quotes, put myself through college singing okay. a cappella, right? I was okay. in a, That's right, you have your little group. I, my little group, <laughs> right? My little menudo. <laughs> what am I going to bring you guys all on? Oh, no, you're all over the country. We're all, you? Yeah, there are now like uh, some 65 grads. You know, we had to just had a reunion back in Colorado, in the buff, had a big reunion. It was fantastic. But yeah, I, when I see shows and yeah, Mr. Holland's opus, it just gets me going. And so this one is about a high school glee club and they all uh, sing. You know, oh, so all about okay. you know trying to make singing cool. Yes, it's not. It's there's nothing really very cool about it. There's nothing cool about what they're trying to do. But uh, <laughs> for the acapella nerds, this the, show will be okay. Uh, Chevy Chase is back on TV. I saw that. In Community. In Community, I did see that. So and far, wow. it looks really interesting. Wow, I think but doesn't he look really old? He looks really old, and it's unfortunate. It everyone else on the, in the clips seems just funnier than him. Yeah. They have a whole bunch of clips out there, and he seems kind of old-fashioned. Yeah. And all these guys are just really, it's, it's a, you can really tell the difference in styles of, co- of comedy. And, and how it's changed. How it's really changed. Yeah. He, doesn't, he doesn't fit. Whereas uh, he used to just be, no matter what, you, all he had to do was make a facial expression, exactly. and he thought he was funny. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So that one's going to be worth checking out, I think. Huh. Did you ever do the uh, CSI? Did you ever do yes, CSI? Yes, I did CSI. Did you do last season? The regular one? Yeah. Yes. That's the only one to watch. Yeah. Right? Yeah, that was kind we of. We like New York a, a little bit, but did that get canceled? No, it's. Uh, I'm, oh. I think it's back. I um, I uh, last season was a heartbreaker. Loss of uh, yeah. Gil Grissom. That was, I know. Hope I'm not spoiling it for anybody. Yeah. I hope wow. I, how could anybody have missed that? That was. Everybody yeah. knew he was leaving. And I have. I did struggle with. Um, I'm still struggling a little bit with Lawrence Fishburne. Yeah. I, I did the first couple episodes. I'm really looking forward to seeing him in okay. this season because this will be he can own it. Right, I guess you know? that's true. They kind of probably kept him more in the um, background that well, first season. Well, it's really strange putting a guy with his kind of pedigree in a role where the character is so green. Yeah. You know, it yeah. was just a really interesting choice, and that's true. I think so far he plays it really, really well. Yeah. Uh, but I'm interested to see what they do with the show this year. And yeah, it puts a lot of responsibility on these other actors who are I just think it's one of the best shows on TV still I don't think yeah. it gets enough credit I like it Miami's the Miami ones oh yeah it's pretty yeah they pretty never should have gotten that what is who is that guy that is the lead on there I've never liked him <laughs> yeah the red hair yeah um, Oh my goodness! Uh, what is he's his just name? so arrogant, or something about him. I just don't know. Horatio Kane is his character name. I cannot think of his name. Because he came off of NYPD Blue. Where, which you know, he, he was good on that good though. On that. Yeah. It was a. Oh, there's a great South Park episode where they asked the little baby uh, to do an imitation of his career, and then he jumps off a building. <laughs> it's just. <laughs> Awful. Uh, why can't I think of his name? I can't either. Oh, it's it's not David something. Caruso. David Caruso. David Caruso. Do an okay. imitation of David Caruso's Caruso. career. Ah! <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> so that's oh. unfortunately coming back. You know, it's been on eight years. Wow. Eight that seems years. amazing. I know. God, time flies. Tell me about it. It really flies. Here's I'm a show not to watch, though. Are you ready for this? Okay. Melrose Place oh. is back. I knew yeah. Melrose Place. What? Along with 90210. Train oh. wreck. Just a train wreck. Yeah, 902, that was on last year, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. This is I can't be believe it's coming back. Yeah. I, I'm shocked it had viewers. Well, it's the CW. What are you going to uh, do? Well, it has young people. It does. So They've Melrose. got a bunch of these kind of. Who's young in, in um, 
on Melrose Place is uh, one of the Simpsons, isn't she on there? Not at, not the not Jessica, the sister. Oh goodness, I don't know. Um, Why did I think that? Or maybe she's just doing a guest appearance or something on it. Uh, I don't know. There's nothing. I don't see it here. And I think there's one. I think there's actually one character who's who's coming back. They'll all probably be like ninety pounds. Yeah, right, <laughs> right. It's not. It doesn't look good. It's just, and there's in the first in the season pounds, premiere there's a murder D or something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Anyway, <laughs> so there's a lot of good stuff to watch. I can't believe we've gone on about this the whole time, though. but uh, clearly I. Uh, uh, I, don't, I, I don't see my family about, very often. You know what I, I love about stuff. having between all these other channels? Yeah. And of course Netflix. Because I do like to sit where it's just sit down one, you know, and you watch three episodes in a row, you know, especially yeah. those ones that are 30 minutes. And, but um, between that and then, of course, TiVo, you know, which allows you to watch things when you want to watch them. And, and right. it doesn't take as long. She can just zip through those commercials. But the one thing that I, I really like about having all these different players in the field now is it's not just, you know, must-see TV that is the three channels that yeah. you have fall, you have spring, and then summer you're just stuck, you know, and all those in-between periods you're just stuck with reruns. Yeah. So you now have all these channels that are always having, whether their season is this show runs May through July, and this show runs, you know, August through September. Mm -hmm. So you can pretty much have where you're still not watching more TV, you're just not sitting around watching a bunch of reruns of stuff. Yeah, you know, I mean, I find that uh, really, I mean, when I can go into, uh, I, this other show I've discovered, it was a sci-fi show, but I don't get sci-fi. Oh, Sci-fi, which is now oh, S Y F Y. Oh yes, we like. Yeah, we watched it. Yeah, I don't know what they were thinking there. But. Well, I don't. I, I mean, we got rid of cable, so I got no oh. nothing. So because you on, get everything on the net. Everything's on, the net. on your computer. So I picked up this uh, Warehouse 13. Yes, we watch it. That's a fantastic we show. We watch it. Yeah. It's really clever. Yeah, it's clever. It's clever and lightweight, and I watch it when I go to the gym. Yeah. And it works. Yeah, that's, that's so funny. Yeah, yeah we just watched it last night. Yeah, that's good. And stuff. I was, in fact, last night we were watching it. The, um, <clears throat> I can't think of who the actor's name is, but the main guy that runs the warehouse. Yeah, Artie. He uh, was like the perfect pick. Yeah. For that character, I yeah. mean, he's just. Um, he's great. Yeah. He's one of those great. He's been in a bunch of stuff. I can't think of the name either. He's fantastic. Um, anyway. But yeah, and that's a lot of no. I mean, other than him, he's the only one you recognize yeah. from. Oh, and the, um, his boss. Uh, uh, Frederick. Yes. But the the other one you recognize who's I didn't know because Frederick, Frederick was from um, uh, oh gosh, the cop show that was that ran on FX for a long time. The Wire. Yeah. No, not The Wire. This no, one. No, no, no. It was the uh, the Shield. The Shield. The Shield. She was right. the sergeant or whatever. I never did the Shield. I never watched it. I only watched a little bit, and I was like, I don't get it. Are they good cops? Yeah. Cops. <laughs> <laughs> it was too much. Well, and I remember once in a CJ class or at, at uh, uh, the university, and there were yeah. a lot of uh, criminal justice majors in there, and and there was something with introductions, and some brought up, and I'm like, okay, I don't get it. Is he? A, are they good cops or bad cops? Yeah. And they explained it to me. That's funny. So, no, we're uh, we're actually just starting the wire. I don't know if you ever did the wire. I did Five not. Years. I tried it. I you know like the very first season yeah. it came out. Again, one of those. I think it's one of those, that's when you actually have to watch the whole first season to really get the second season. Like You just yes. have to do the whole thing. We're, we're just starting, and so now we have all five seasons, we're ready to go. It really makes it sound Maybe like I don't Maybe load it work. on your computer. Yeah, yeah. That's really, 
sad. Yeah. We've been doing this for an hour, Mary. It has been, right. uh, it's been a treat. Thanks for it's been great joining chatting me with you. for beer and hummus. And uh, we'll get Jamie back next week. Hope uh, I don't know if we'll have Greg next week or the week after. Okay. Uh, but he's definitely on the I'm talk looking forward to that talk conversation. To us about some money. And, and, yeah, uh, and we're going after Jamie next week on. Yeah. Oh, we're going to hammer That the uh, Secretary of State is is doing a horrible job or whatever. He better saying. have his research uh, well in line. Not effective or whatever term he is there. He's. Actually, yeah. though, in all seriousness, Jamie was um, had a work obligation today. And, he did. Yeah, so I hope that went well. We miss well. him dearly. He's not just skipping out. As much as I wish he was, because he, you know, I feel like that would balance the force. There you go. All right. All Thanks right. for joining us, everybody. This has been another week of Beer Thirty Live. We're out. Mm-hmm.